This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. We're delighted to continue a teaching on halting between two opinions. In 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah the prophet challenged the false prophets in the land and said, If God be God, follow him. If Baal be God, follow him. How long will you halt between two opinions? And he challenged them and he said, The true God will answer by fire. And God answered by fire. But in a very real way, this is something that we need to face every day because life is a series of choices. And if God is truly God, we need to follow him, his ways, and his word. We then spoke out of Matthew 16 when Jesus asked the disciples, Who do do you say that I am? And Peter received a revelation from the Father in heaven. And he said, Thou art the Christ, thou art the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And then when Jesus acknowledged that he did not receive that revelation from flesh and blood, but from God in heaven, Jesus then went on to tell his disciples that he was going to go suffer. He's going to have to suffer a great deal. And Peter answered him in a very, what appeared to be, a very natural answer. But Jesus rebuked him and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. You save the things of man and not of God. So when we make wrong choices, we can actually become the spokesman for Satan, which is a very dangerous and precarious situation. So how long do we halt between two opinions? And then, of course, right after that section in Matthew 16... Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And we're called to lose our soulish life and gain the spiritual life. And we saw that in the, in the New American Standard, it says, you need to destroy your life and your life is a soulish life. God wants to communicate with us and he can only communicate us with us through the Spirit of God. And we talked also yesterday, Shelley, about how destroy is such a strong word um, and a real need for our life but what we don't realize many times is that when we give something to God we gain more of the Lord's life in us that gives us the ability to overcome our own sin in the flesh 
as well as be overcomers in the world. Amen. So we really need, Junie, what Romans 12.2 says, a, a renewal of our minds. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. We have to align ourselves with God's thoughts and God's ways. And yesterday we also read from Isaiah 55, where God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So we need to come to that place where we seek out the ways and the thoughts of God. And you know, Jesus died so that we might have the mind of the Messiah, the mind of Christ. We can actually ask the Lord for his mind and his ways, which we should do every day of our life, Shelley. And we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 through 5, it reads, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of the Messiah or the obedience of Christ. And in the King James, it says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty to the tearing down of strongholds. So we need to remember, Shelley, that if we find ourselves living in our own desires, living in our own hopes and dreams, without giving them to the Lord and saying, Lord, I want your life, I want your desires for my life, then we are really living in the flesh. But when we yield up our desires, our hopes, our dreams, and ask the Lord to guide us and show us his purpose for our life, because everyone has a purpose, shall we, to fulfill. And there's no greater contentment or joy than to be living for God and fulfilling His purpose for causing our life to be in existence because earthly life is only for 50, 70, 80 years, 90 years, but life eternal is forever. Amen. Well said, Junie. I'd like to go back to the Torah. In fact, specifically to the book of Numbers, (coughs) excuse me, chapter 15, beginning at verse 38. Because this has been in the heart of God right from the beginning. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us to Numbers 15, beginning at verse 38. Speak to the sons of Israel and tell them that they shall make for themselves tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and that they shall put on the tassels of each corner a cord of blue. And it shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord, so as to do them and not follow after your own heart and your own eyes after which you played the harlot, in order that you may remember to do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. 
Junie, this is such a, a, an important portion of Scripture, and perhaps many of you have seen Orthodox Jewish people walking in the streets, and you see them having these tassels from the, uh, on their garments. They're called fringes or tassels, in Hebrew it's called tzitzit. And they were there as a constant reminder so that we, all, all the commandments of the Lord would we be obeyed and that we who wear these tzitzit, basically the men, would not follow after their own heart, their own ways, their own desires. Exactly what we're talking about, where we can halt between two opinions or even to, to an extreme become a spokesman for Satan. And I don't believe anybody wants it. We need to be... We need to remember the ways and the thoughts of God. And you know, Shelley, these tassels were worn on the outside. Yes. And we know that our people, the leaders of our people, to this day believe that Jesus is dead and that he is not the Messiah and he is not the Son of God. So if Jewish people who live for God have been deceived, how much more... If we being believers in Jesus and having his life in us and still live according to the flesh, according to our own thoughts, according to our own desires, our own emotions, if we allow our life to come alive once Jesus lives in us, we are doing exactly the same thing, putting ourselves in a position before the great deceiver, Satan himself, to allow him to deceive us and to cause us trouble. So it really is important what I read, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty to the tearing down of strongholds, that we need to learn, Shelley, to take every thought captive that would exalt itself above the knowledge of God. We need to pray every morning, Lord, I give you my life, I give you my heart. Today, Lord, put your thoughts in my life, my God. Guard my steps, guide me and lead me, teach me how to live in the Spirit. Because it's very, very deep, Shelley, that it tells us in Romans chapter 8, if we do not, if we walk in the Spirit, we will not or we do not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And we know, Shelley, that for every believer, for every one of us, the three sins, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is in us. That's what we battle as believers. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty to the tearing down of strongholds. We can ask the Lord to teach us how to deny ourselves and follow him, take up our crosses daily, and uh, be thankful that God has chosen us and revealed himself to us and to ask the Lord to teach us to walk in the Spirit of God. It's really true. And you know, Junie, if we don't deny ourselves, we in fact are denying the Lord. So how do you know if you are denying yourself? Well, let's put these uh, uh, propositions before you. What is your attitude when you are neglected? How do you feel if you're overlooked or corrected? When your good is spoken of as evil? 
Are you jealous, for example, when other people are praised and you don't receive any praise? Are you willing to endure hardship for the Lord's sake? Are you willing to go through a time of rejection for the Lord's sake? And again, for the Lord's sake, are you willing to bear reproach and even suffer shame for the Lord's sake? These are kind of litmus tests, you might say, to see whether you're denying yourself or whether you're still living for your own self, your self-glory, or your self-preservation. So, and this is a key, because as that, uh, remember that writer wrote, if you're not denying yourself, you have to ask yourself, are you really saved? And Shelley, those questions, each one of us who are living in the flesh would be offended if we were rejected, if we were really? overlooked, if our good was evil spoken of, and even uh, coming to a place where we would say, Lord, I'm willing to suffer for your name's sake, that is even a spiritual growth. And so for every listener, for you and me, it's a litmus test the next time we're rejected or our good is evil spoken of or we feel jealous because somebody else is getting ahead of us or we're neglected, that we might ask the Lord, Lord, teach us to walk in your spirit and not give in to the ways let's, of the flesh. Let's close quickly with this verse, Second Corinthians 5.15. And he died for all, that they who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, impart that scripture yes. into our being yes, that we Lord. can be a reflection of the Holy One of Israel. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box. 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 That's P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 And you can also contact them on their website ShellyandJuneVolk.com That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com Until next time The Lord bless thee and keep thee The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.